You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 142 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the kitchen studio again this week is my co-host Matt Smith. Hello, yes, yes. Now, I was only allowed one week off, listeners. That's it. That's it. That's your entitlement for 2016. Absolutely quite right. Yes, absolutely. Don't use all your one day's holiday for next year. Okay, Fair enough. I know. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, so, welcome everyone. Welcome everyone to the show. You're joining us on the 9th of December, and uh, time is just coming up to 25 minutes past seven in the evening here mm. in the UK. It is indeed evening. Loads of people in the chat room tonight. Loads of fantastic listeners in the chat room joining us this evening. Uh, well, too, way too many to mention, but the, all the usual faces in there. Um, blind, I'm scrolling through the list here. Mm. Uh, we have got a few new guests in the chat yeah, room actually yeah. tonight. Um, so I'm just scrolling up to see if I can see, let's find the names again for the new listeners who have joined us in the chat room. No, can't find them. I'm scrolling up the chat list. I can't okay. even find Anyway, there are lots of new There are lots of new listeners yeah, in the chat room. Very exciting. So hello lots to you all for joining us. Thank, thank you for joining us. Yes, yes. yes. Indeed. So uh, we have got loads of new stories to get through this week, but we have also uh, managed to tag a guest into this, uh, the show this week. He's been on before, and uh, he's, he's a, a lover of all things that fire bullets and missiles Indeed. and stuff. And, and he is the, the reason why he's on is because we got told off quite big time yesterday, because we ended up running out of time last, last week. Last week, yeah. We didn't have time um, yeah, for the we military didn't do the stuff. Military and we got so, told um, off for yeah. it. So, uh, so we, we've got a slightly uh, slightly extended um, <laughs> more uh, more detail. So anyway, so welcome. Gr- yes, gives us great pleasure to welcome the legendary Jonathan Warner. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you, Hello. Mr. How are you, Mr. Yeah. Christmas tree behind you, man? <laughs> <laughs> very good. I know the studio is not looking very festive at this end. At this end I know. Actually, it has well, to be it'll, be. it'll be festive next week. Will it? Okay. Right. I dread to think. How are you, Jonathan? Friend. Yeah, I'm good. Very good. Yeah, how how's the military activity at uh, your end of the uh, UK? Quiet. Well, really? I've got nothing good here except fair for the week of the year. So, yeah, very quiet. <laughs> I have to travel a long way to get anything good. Oh, it gets him out of the house. Gets him away. Yeah, yeah gets him away. <laughs> leaves leaves the poor wife with five minutes. So the children are all uh, <laughs> safely tucked up in bed anyway, Jonathan. You've, uh, yes. you've done your, your job for the evening. Way. Yes. yes, fingers crossed. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no emergency teddy runs or anything like that. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, lo- uh, some lots of nice, exciting commercial news stories, and we've got some military news, and we've got uh, at the end of the show we've got some news on our Christmas special show we're doing next week, uh, which is going to be a it's going to be second place epic wise to the. Farm for meetup, so it's yeah. kind of like a, a, a second epic show next Thursday, but we're going to give you some more information on that uh, towards the end of the well, show. Well, and it's not really our show, to be fair. We are no. merely, we are merely hosting uh, merely the, host. the, the, something we're that the legend, used. the legend that is Pip has come <laughs> up with a, a, a frankly epic idea, and uh, basically we're helping him put it together. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah, so we're looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to. It. I've, I've no be, idea how we're going to manage to broadcast an episode from the Hawker jet. You from know. the Hawker jet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how are we going to do it? I just you, <laughs> okay. you're going to be able to pull something good out of the bag for that. I, yeah. I well, you it. know what can I say? I mean, I, I've done it in I've done it in a Vulcan. Um, yeah. You know, that's a good point. Actually, we've done a show from a Vulcan. So why couldn't we do it from the Hawker? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fine. 
so uh, proper seating for you. Yeah, yeah safe, safe jets won't yeah, mind that at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. I can't see there being a problem with that. Anyway, should we? Should we? Um, should we start as we do normally? I suppose we should yes. start uh, as we do each week then with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Oh, yes, I was born ready. And if you're ready, Mr. Warner. I am ready. Let's go. So before off. before you start, I should What's just that? say actually that <laughs> sorry, uh, it was um, uh, Tony really? suggested that putting the dish on the roof might be the way forward with regard to doing a, a broadcast from that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, they've stuck a satellite dish inside a, a seven four seven to do the right. stargazing okay, stuff. So I good. can't see why we can't put a dish yeah, on top of a century of, of August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. already got it on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, I'll yeah. give the Royal Air Force a ring next week. Yeah, they're not doing much. Yeah. Uh, no. Anyway, yes. Sorry. Anyway, moving yeah. on uh, to our first story this week on the DailyMail.co.uk and uh, the headline. And if we've it's got the Daily Mail. It must be true. So Matt will pop these up while I'm doing the story. Oh, will he? Right. Yes, he will. The the uh, headline is uh, Aviation Expert Reveals How to Travel in Luxury on Short-Haul Flights and Even Get a Live Flat Bed. Blimey, do you get that on a Ryanair? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, the story goes on, and uh, I'm just trying to get... Uh, with the thing is jumping around all, the, all across the show here. Here we go. You're right there. For most uh, travellers faced with a short-haul flight, their instinct is to book a budget airline and endure whatever challenges they encounter. But one savvy traveller believes even for speedy journeys, it's still possible to fly in style, even for the price of an economy ticket. Aviation expert Alex Macheras reveals to Mail Online Travel that it's possible to spend as little as £100 for a short-haul flight, but get a business class experience with a live flat bed. And here he reveals all. Paradoxical on some routes, a business class ticket works out cheaper than an economy one, that Mr. Matras said. In Europe, when travelling between Spain and Germany, uh, searches uh, for a luxury option and chooses to fly with South American airline LATAM, which is heading to South, uh, from Santiago, Chile, to Madrid and then on to Frankfurt. He explained, you can fly the 787 Dreamliner business class with a live flat bed and experience a full business class service, including business class meals, in-flight entertainment and much more, all between Madrid and Frankfurt for less than 100 quid. Blimey, where did you find that fare? Um... There's some awesome pictures actually of here. What the service he had um, on board this flight. This is this browser is being a real. Are you having a spot of bother there, sir? Yeah, this browser is not being uh, not playing at all ball this evening. Um, anyway, moving on. This uh, it's uh, he explains that uh, British Airways sometimes without avatar. Uh, I don't know this this browser. I'm going to have to punch this laptop in a moment. Anyway, he says um, British Airways features uh, throne seats that make flying short-haul a pleasure, according to Mr. Matres, and sometimes used on short-haul flights. Uh, he explains that British Airways sometimes, without advertising it, used, uh, uses its wider-bodied A321s normally deployed on mid-haul flights to Beirut, Amman, uh, Moscow for trips to the likes of Stockholm, Athens, Oslo, Rome and Nice for operational reasons. 
the A321 has a business class section that's uh, a definite step up that, than the Nats that's found on uh, the normal BA short haul planes, such as the 38, uh, 319s and 320s. Uh, he said that uh, where you'd normally find or expect to find uh, uh, board the planes and see standard slightly cramped seats, you're presented on the A321 with a throne seat. Uh, that is also a live flat bed with multiple windows per seat offering the best views and cabin furnishings that uh, would typically expect on a first class long haul flight. The seat reclines into a fully live flat bed and there's also a surface space to work on your laptop, dine and watch a movie at the same time. Alex says that it's possible to work out whether you'll be flying on an A321 by checking during the booking process which aircraft will operate the route. He said uh, also that uh, displaying the seating maps as well also display these throne seat configurations rather than the usual 3-3 three, uh, three seat map that we used to on short-haul flights. He added that he regularly receives tweets from passengers who've seen before uh, that they uh, take, um, that they've obviously scored a, a good uh, trip by flying on the A321. Um, I mean, the story goes on, but essentially, there, what you, what the good, uh, the good idea is to check with your flight number before you go on these flights and see uh, on on websites like Seat Guru and uh, pick kind of like the best, the better economy seat or the um, you know something a bit more with the green color on. Because mm -hmm. uh, Seat Guru do that thing where they have us a colour coding for seats, right. green being really good and amber being not too bad and red being a rubbish seat. Yeah, don't, don't bother, essentially. Yeah. Don't bother, yeah. yeah. Go in the hold. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's something I've noticed increasingly as well when I'm looking at Flight Radar 24 that BA are using um, the uh, slightly larger uh, short-haul aircraft such as the 321 for, for kind of really short flights between uh, European destinations. And obviously, with these aircraft, there is more room. Well, yes, absolutely, by, by sheer definition, because mm. they they are exactly that. They're, I mean, these, these are stunning. These are I'm popping some of the pictures up if you're watching on YouTube at the moment. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they're stunning places to chill out, aren't they? They really are. When you can afford it, yeah, yeah. I mean, to fly some of these. Uh, well, yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? Nice. You're, you're not. Um, <laughs> you don't. You're not paying those kind of prices, mm. are you? Because they're putting the A321s and things on, on the occasional... I think if you time it right, with any, mm. any booking, you can um, sometimes pick up a, a, kind of, a kind of a good deal. Mm. I think Nev's a person to ask about that. I mean, you fly, Nev's quite a frequent fly with uh, BA. I don't know whether they um, offer uh, Nev upgrades, you know, being the, uh, the regular user he is of the company. Obviously, Nev owns shares in BA. Well, of course, stuff. absolutely. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> absolutely. He's certainly sponsored by them. Mind you, we ought to be sponsored by them. We should do. <laughs> and talking about uh, uh, low-cost carriers like Ryanair, uh, next story, Matt. Is, that is, is it. Is, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've got to, you mean I've got to do something? Uh, unfortunately, oh, okay. have, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. So, uh, it is uh, on the FVW website. What on earth that is, I do not know. You've been finding some random sites again. Oh, I know. Uh, anyway, Ryanair is the company it says no welcome discounts at Frankfurt Airport. Ryanair will not get any special new carrier reductions in charges at Frankfurt Airport when it launches flights from Germany's largest airport next summer. That's a bit rude, isn't it? Why? Uh, Europe's leading budget airline will station two Boeing 737-800s at Frankfurt from next March and operate daily flights to Parma, Malaga, Alicante and Faro or Faro. Is it Faro? Faro? Anyway, uh, in a direct challenge to <laughs> Lufthansa, uh, Condor and other uh, traditional leisure airlines. The most controversial part of the deal, however, was that uh, Fraport 
apparently also offered Ryanair discounted uh, operating charges of up to 40% under a new system of airline charges that includes lower fees for newcomers generating passenger growth. This proposal was strongly criticised by German airlines as giving Ryanair a, a very unfair cost advantage. But the, um, the HESI a regional economics ministry which needs to approve airline charges at Frankfurt Airport has now decided that Fraport cannot offer special discounts only for Ryanair and other new carriers without offering similar conditions to incumbent carriers. Instead, economics minister Tarak Al-Wazir was approved, uh, sorry, has approved, uh, sorry, I was so shocked that I managed to say that outright. <laughs> so I completely I. lost my thread. Uh, was approved uh, modified airport charges offering discounts to airlines flying more passengers from the airport to European destinations for a man maximum of three years. This is designed to act as a growth incentive for all airlines operating to and from Frankfurt. However, Lufthansa claimed that this revised plan still discriminated against carriers with large passenger vo volumes who could not grow as fast as smaller airlines. Barig, uh, which is an association representing some 100 international airlines operating in Germany, claimed that the new regulation still provides incentives for new airlines starting operations from the airport, which places established airlines at a huge disadvantage. Meanwhile, Ryanair has launched its Ryanair holidays offering in Germany as well as in the UK and Ireland. Ryanair's marketing manager, Kenny Jacobs, who we quite often hear from, don't we, uh, declared that customers have paid too much for package holidays for years. The holiday packages combine Ryanair's flights, transfers and hotels in a range of popular beach and city destinations with Spanish OTA Logi Travel providing hotel accommodation. So, so they're using a sort of third party for the other parts of the, the flight, which kind of makes sense, really. But the, a lot of these, a lot of the airlines, such as Ryanair and EasyJet, when they go into these new airports, they kind of, I think they expect a lot of the time that they'll get some wonderful discount of, yeah, um, from the airport if they, if they put their aircraft in there and um, fly from these mm -hmm. destinations, so kind of cheaper landing rates and stuff and all the services that are in, you know, involved with it. But obviously they've uh, kind of said to the, them, no, you're not going to get cheapo yeah. service here. Mm, you know, no, stuff absolutely. Like that. So, um, they've, I mean, they've got bases in so many different uh, countries in the EU now. Good right news, now. everyone, by the way. Pip has finally got his £250 <gasps> refund. Wow. <laughs> there we oh, go. Pip's got his refund. Yeah, I know. It's great news, everyone. God, <laughs> it's only, uh, well, it's only well, took about 600 years. Yeah, absolutely. We can all rest. We can all sleep well tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Good news. Good news indeed. <laughs> so the next story on uh, this one is on the telegraph.co.uk uh, anyway it's on the telegraph website right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and this is a story that uh, that came in the news earlier this week and the headline US airline to charge passengers extra to use overhead lockers oh yeah, oh. so United Airlines, one of the world's oh. largest carriers, is facing fresh criticism over plans to charge passengers extra for the use of overhead lockers. The airline, which welcomed almost 139 million passengers in 2015, will introduce a new basic economy fare in 2017. Those who opt for the cheapest ticket will be allowed to travel with a single small item of luggage measuring no more than 9 inches by 10 by 17. 
but they must place this item under the seat in front of them and not in the overhead bins. Really? They will also be automatically allocated a seat on the day of departure, meaning passengers on the same ticket could be forced to sit apart. United claims a move announced last month does not amount to a new fee, and uh, those who want to stow their hand luggage overhead can still do so if they choose the standard economy fare, it says. But those who choose the cheapest fare are unlikely to be making any savings. According to Reuters, basic fare uh, economy fares will be comparable to low fares it now charges for the economy cabin, but with more restrictions. United expects the changes uh, to raise around $1 billion in revenue by wow. 2020. Uh, those choosing a wow. standard economy fare, uh, it is therefore reasonable to assume that uh, um, assume will be expected to pay significantly more than they do now. Travellers re uh, reacted with anger over the decision, uh, with some calling for a boycott of the airline. And now the outcry has reached the US Congress. Oh, really? It's one of the most restrictive policies on airline passengers we have seen in a long time, said Chuck Schumer, a New York senator. The overhead bin is one of the last sacred conveniences of air travel, and the fact that United Airlines and potentially others plan to take that convenience away uh, unless you pay up is really troubling. It seems like each year airlines devise new ill-conceived plans to hit consumers, and it has simply got to stop. So the top, there's a top ten here of uh, airlines mm. that ch uh, earn the most from extra okay. charges. Right, splendid. Well, I'll, um, I'll do the usual, and if you and you and uh, Jonathan would like to swap... If he's got the, st if you got the story... Have up, you got Jonathan? the story in front of you there, sir? I have, yes. Excellent, well done. So there's a little top so, ten down the bottom. So the top ten, then. So this is the top ten of airlines that earn the most mm -hmm. from these extra charges. Indeed. So, so we will start, as always, in at number ten. At number ten, a hundred... Uh, well, uh, 80, 840 million pounds. Wow. Uh, and that's Alaska Air. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, number nine. Number nine is Qantas with nine hundred million pounds. Wow, which is what is it? So hang on, that's as one. It says in dollars, one point one six billion. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord, that's that's a frightening number. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, number eight. Number eight at uh, uh, one point zero nine billion pounds. It's EasyJet. Oh, okay, mm. uh, in at number seven. Is Lufthansa at one point one five billion pounds? Billion pounds. This is for extra charges. Extra charge. This billion is like, I pounds. Know, I know. Uh, <clears throat> at number six, and I'm surprised it's not higher Ooh. up the list. I'm not going to lie. At number six, at one point three billion pounds, it's yes. Ryanair. Indeed. Yes. At number five. Number five is Southwest with mm. 1.63 billion. Mm. Uh, number four. Number four, it's uh, uh, at 1.66 billion pounds. It's Air wow. France KLM. Uh, number three is Delta with 2.9 billion. Oh, the scandal. <laughs> uh, number two, sorry, concentrate me. And at number two, um, <laughs> at 3.6 billion pounds, it is American Airlines. Uh, and finally, at number one. <laughs> number one is United with £4.8 billion. Pounds. 
that. A year. Now that's really wow. scary. Which begs the question why they're trying to do something to get a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Which is probably that's a, that's a that's heck of a lot people, to make in a year. It's probably well. <laughs> no, this is this is not how much they make a year. This is what they make in extra charges yeah, over per the course year. of a year. Yeah, it's not their overall oh, no, profit in extra charges. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. It's uh, yeah. It just, it carries the story carries on to say that United's not the first airline to charge for extra carry-on luggage. Hungarian low-cost carrier Wizz, um, for example, permits passengers to carry one small item of luggage on for free, but charges for larger cabin bags, uh, typically around sixteen quid a flight. Which you know is not going to kill the bank mm. really, but uh, but it's just amazing the, the amount of money you can make just through these little. They sound like little extra charges. You know, uh, big uh, bag fees and, and stuff like that. And um, I suppose a lot of these as well are for printing out boarding passes and stuff at the gate, which some people obviously have to do. And, um, yeah. That's, uh, the thing is, you, you think, if if you're going to travel with nothing, just you going somewhere with no cases, then it's great. It's the nice little saving for you. But no one travels like that. It's like probably one or two people on a whole flight will travel like that. I do. I intend to travel to Pittsburgh next year with one hand luggage suitcase really? and one camera bag. Really? That's it. Really? Yeah. So how am I going <laughs> to get the tower and everything all over there? I mean, no. <laughs> no idea. Okay, all right. We're going to have okay. to travel light, Mr. Smith. Okay, yeah, but somehow we've got to do a... Sh okay, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll work it out. I've got time. Yeah. I've only got till May. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so there's one pair of pants, one pair of shorts, one T-shirt. Yeah, that's fine. No, and I'll, box buy, of dads. I'll buy clothes when I get there. That's, yeah. that's the answer. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. on to the next story. This is on The Telegraph again. Telegraph.co.uk is the website. And the headline is, Europe is getting a new budget airline. But what will it mean for travellers? Hmm. Uh, Europe is about to get a new low-cost airline thanks to a collaboration between Etihad and the TUI Group whose subsidiaries include Thomson and First Choice. The, yet, uh, the as-yet unnamed carrier will be based at airports in Austria, Switzerland and Germany, but according to Etihad, uh, it will serve a broad network of destinations, including, it is thought, some UK airports. Uh, in a statement, uh, the two travel giants said that they were seeking to create a strong European leisure airline group focused on point-to-point travelling to connect key tourist markets. However, there is already a somewhat crowded marketplace thanks to the likes of Ryanair, EasyJet, Norwegian, Vueling and Wizz Air, uh, which have... Uh, sorry, that's not, it's not Wizz, is it? I was thinking of Wow Air, <laughs> uh, which uh, have long offered excellent connectivity across the continent. The airline is arriving somewhat late to the low-cost path he said Nick Trend Telegraph Travel's consumer expert. The new carrier, which will be due to launch in April 2017, so not long to go, with a fleet of around 60 planes, will be one of the largest budget airlines in Europe. Most of those planes will be Boeing 737, supplied by TUI and Air Berlin. The low-cost, uh, the, the, sorry, the loss-making carrier that is part, uh, part owned by Etihad. Um, the new airline will also deploy Airbus A320 jets belonging to Fly Nikki, uh, a subsidiary of Air Berlin. Fly Nikki is based in Vienna and was founded by the Austrian 
former racing driver Nicky Lauda, uh, which hence the Nicky thing. I get it. Yes, yeah. This looks very much like a relaunch of Air Berlin, says Trend. There may be a handful of additional flights available for British holidaymakers, but I don't think it's likely to revolutionise the low-cost travel world. Uh, the working title for the new airline is Blue Sky, which was also the code name used by British Airways for its low-cost subsidiary Go. That airline didn't go very far, nor did it see much blue sky. After seven difficult years, it ceased trading in 2005. New mm. budget airline. Do we need a new budget airline? Um, We've got quite a few, haven't we, let's be fair. Well, I mean, the, uh, competition has got to be a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, They've got to go up against you know, two of the biggest ones in the EU. You know, yeah, um, well, that is Ryanair true. Ryanair and, and yeah. uh, EasyJet. So yeah, probably if you come up against the likes of Ryanair and EasyJet, you've got to go straight in at the deep end and have some major that everyone's going to want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, yeah. you think if you've got three options in front of you, Ryanair, EasyJet and Scrimpy Jet, <laughs> then it's going to be... We've been, we've been thinking up names for a new low-cost carrier. And it's going to be a case yeah, of, is, well, is that what, yeah. I know Ryanair, I know EasyJet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're so going to both be top of the list. Glenn Taylor's one's quite good. Bus air. Hey, yeah. hey nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yours would be coach air. Coach air. Coach air. And you could coach air. Ah. Do you like that one? Coach air with coach air. <laughs> coach air. Coach yeah, yeah, No, no, I get air. it. I get it. <laughs> I'm just... Okay. I, I'm just... I, I, well, there we are, ladies No ideas out there. Mm. Right, I've, uh, I've copyrighted that now, so if any airline comes <laughs> along and picks Coach Air... You've said it on the air I've now. said it yeah, on the air. That's my airline yeah, yeah. now. Um, <laughs> oh, Tony Mediocre Air. Mediocre Air. I like that. Yeah, I like absolutely. that. Yeah, we've got CAC Air. CAC from, Air from, yeah, from yeah, Nev. <laughs> 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 yes, so some great... Yeah, Coach Air. No, Jen, uh, sorry, Jen, yeah, Jen Niffer. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's the way forward. Coach Air could be the one that... <laughs> uh, they also... Oh, dear. Oh, we've got more missing bags now in the chat room here. It's all getting a oh, bit crazy. Grimy. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be another. There'll be another claim going in with an airline soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh dear. So moving on to uh, the next story, which is on Scrooge the Jet. Telegraph. Scrooge Jet. Scrooge Jet. Yeah, yeah. from from Mike uh, Freeman, I think. Mike Freeman. Yes, yeah. Scrooge Net. Bust Air. Bust Air. Bust Air. Cheap Air. We started something yeah. now. Yeah, I do like the uh, the, the <laughs> mediocre. Yeah. Mediocre Air is my favourite personally. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, kind of like the the sound of Jennifer. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Start your own airline immediately, please. You know, yeah. go, go to Jennifer. the bank. I'm sure they won't mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. Yes. Oh, to right. next oh yes, that's right. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Telegraph at Credit UK. The headline revealed the best airlines for first class, business class, and economy Ooh. cabins. I, I sent some more pictures coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, Etihad Airways, uh, Virgin Australia, Air New Zealand, and Singapore Airlines have scooped the top prizes in the annual survey of the world's best airline cabins. The website AirlineRatings.com, an independent safety and uh, product rating website, has just released its top picks for 2017, having judged dozens of major airlines on criteria including seat pitch, width, design and innovation, as well as service across four cabin classes, first business, premium economy and economy. First class, so leading the pack for the first class was Etihad Airways, the national carrier of Abu Dhabi. It recently launched the Residence Suite, a three-room penthouse in the sky on board its A380 aircraft. 
Etihad uh, A380 first class services uh, uh, accommodate passengers in impressive apartments or suites, while Etihad's A380 business studios are undoubtedly some of the most sophisticated business class seats on offer, said John O. Kellogg. Telegraph's travel luxury editor. Etihad's first class flyers can take advantage of a 6 by 10 inch, uh, 6 foot by 10 inch bed, an armchair, a full length wardrobe, doors that close to provide a more private experience, and there's even an onboard shower. Uh, just behind Etihad was Singapore Airlines, which offers its first-class guests an extra-wide 35-inch seats that convert into lie-flat beds with mood lighting, amenity kits from Italian luxury brand Fagramo, as well uh, as more than a 1,000 in-flight entertainment options. Emirates named the world's best airline this year, and this year's Telegraph Travel Awards, voted by more than 75,000 readers, came third. Emirates is all about privacy. The first-class uh, uh, first seat is a suite with a sliding doors that you can ch uh, choose to close and retire behind. There's also a private minibar. Uh, other luxurious perks include an onboard shower, dressing room area, amenities from Bulgari, a glass of Dom Perignon 2004 with your breakfast. Uh, moving on, Qantas, whose A380 first class cabins feature champagne bar with gold chandeliers, as well as swiveling seats that turn into... Uh, uh, into nearly seven-foot uh, lie-flat beds with sheepskin mattresses came in fourth. Cathay Pacific rounded out the top five highlights in its first-class cabins, which include massage chairs. Ooh, got another massage chair. Uh, Nev's favourite, British Airways, took seventh place for the first-class cabins on its Dreamliners. The airline recently launched an offer provided flyers, uh, provided uh, flyers who book with club but well, business class seats before December the 11th, a free upgrade to first class. British Airways followed Air France, which took sixth for its La Première first class cabins, uh, which Matt can show you on there. It's nice on there. Um, also, uh, so we've got, um, following on from that, Al Nippon Airways in at number eight, Lufthansa at number nine, and Korean, uh, Korean Airlines at number ten. Business class seats, Virgin Australia was named top for business class seats. Um, which uh, they praise their comfort of their beds, which come with a triple-layer seat cushion supported by hammock subframes, which almost guarantees perfect slumber. Uh, plenty of space for gadgets as well, and a shelf to place your laptop while dining. Air New Zealand, Singapore Airlines, Etihad, uh, Qantas complete the top five with Virgin Atlantic coming in eighth. Um, so the uh, top 10 business class cabins, uh, number 10 was Japan Airlines on that. Uh, economy class, the most interest to the majority of flyers, including us, because we can only afford to fly economy, uh, will be the economy class ratings. And it was the same uh, carriers that dominated with Singapore Airlines ranked top, Cathay Pacific in fourth, Qantas in fifth, Air New Zealand in sixth, Virgin Australia in eighth, and Etihad in ninth. Singapore Airlines has always been a leader in economy class products going back to the 1960s uh, when, as Malaysia, Singapore Airlines introduced uh, free headsets and drinks to economy passengers. The innovations never stop with new seats on its A350s and the continuous upgrading of its industry-leading in-flight entertainment system. Uh, the airline, which was named the second-best long-haul airline in this year's Telegraph Travel Awards and the third-best airline in the world in the annual Skytrax World Airline Awards, was followed by Korean Airlines and the Taiwanese carrier Eva Air. 
So uh, top 10 economy cabins. Uh, I mean, you've got Singapore Airlines in first. Mm. Uh, we've got uh, Qantas is in mm. fifth there. Uh, Etihad ninth. Al Nippon in 10th. And premium economy, which is uh, something that's becoming more and more popular now. Uh, Air New Zealand was judged to offer the best seats in premium economy. Wow. Air New Zealand has shown better than any other airline that passengers will pay more if the product is right and priced accordingly. Its efforts in this space are a lesson to all other airlines that want passengers better, uh, uh, want more passengers that are better prepared to pay. Uh, the airline, which has named, uh, been named the third uh, best long haul carrier by the Telegraph Travel Readers, was followed by Qantas, then Virgin Australia, Virgin Atlantic, and Singapore Airlines, while BA came in at tenth place. So there we go. Mm. If you want to travel and you can afford it, mm. try premium economy. That's Absolutely. something I'd, I'd like to try premium economy one day, I think. But, yeah, um, one of these days. The, the jump in price is quite significant between is economy it? and premium, yeah, with a lot well. of the airlines. But, um. Okay, anyway, on to the next story. This is on the Wall Street Journal, so we're popping over the uh, pond, as it were, mm. for this story. And the headline is, Feel squished, airlines are shrinking headroom too. Uh, the distance between your eyes and the seat in front of you is shrinking. Uh, stop thinking about legroom on flights. It's headroom that is shrinking and making us feel really uncomfortable. One passenger's... Um, I'm very, very sorry. I can't carry on with that story. Because ah. there's a big advert over the front of it unless you become a subscriber and sign in. So... Uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't just on my screen. I, I was looking no, no, no. thinking, I can't follow it. <laughs> no, indeed. Okay, yes, this is, this is a shame. But uh, yes, basically, uh, I think we get the gist from that, basically the Wall Street Journal. And there is a picture here that I'll pop up uh, that just gives you an example. Um, oops. Uh, that's basically, uh, yes, they're, they're sort of hinting that actually the headroom uh, is, is shrinking as well as your legroom. I mean, obviously, the, I think they call it seat pitch, don't they? That's the thing that is... Well, headroom as well, it, I think, mm. is, 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 well, it's shrinking. Well, that's what some they're saying, short, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a point that I actually brought up when I was, I was chatting to Mikey uh, last night on Skype, mm. and um, there was uh, a picture that, that uh, you've seen, I think, Matt, it was on my birthday with the um, the the... the, the collage that you mm. made the picture yeah. and it was a picture that was taken on board uh, one of freddie laker's sky uh, train dc10s mm. back in the early 80s okay, right. and there's a picture of me as a young child yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with my parents on board the dc10 mm. and the picture just showed this massive amount of headroom yeah. above the the seats uh, on dc10 you know yeah. Hugh. you I mean you could sort of chuck your children mm. up in the air you'd never mm. see them again um and if you try it now you'd Probably you'd knock them you'd, out. You'd knock you? them out. Yeah, yeah the, the headrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so it just uh, shows that headrooms. Yeah, but is it because they're making them more ergonomically efficient and things like that? Oh, I mean, it's more, more efficient. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I mean that was a DC ten to be fair. So it is a yeah. know, quite a large area aircraft. Yeah, yeah. But but even uh, you know if you go on the triple sevens now and stuff, you know it, there's still lots of headroom. Yeah. But it's it just it's not yeah. the same as the it's old the, the older no, aircraft. Indeed. indeed. So next story. Did you moving see Nev's? Replied to Liz's comment in the no, chat room. No, what was he? What's, what's Nev saying? Liz, oh, I hate that. You click on a story and only see a little bit. And Nev's yeah. put, yeah, I find that problem with a specialist gentleman's website. <gasps> <laughs> family show, gentlemen. Family show moving on. Uh, oh, the, the next story. So, the next story is, uh, <laughs> is uh, especially for uh, you guys and girls, <coughs> excuse me, uh, who like to uh, think of eating healthily. What, uh, only on think. board aircraft. Right. <laughs> only think, yeah. I think no, of it, I then find end... someone with pastry oh. and 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think about walking past a Greg's once in a while and keep going, but that never happens. No, not at 37,000 feet. No, no, no. no so on the travelandleisure.com site, the headline, the airlines to fly if you're trying to eat healthily. Mm. Now, the one thing I've never thought of is, is airline never food about the and healthy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So staying healthy over the holidays <laughs> can be difficult, and that extends to flights just as much as your family's holiday fees. For the eighth year in a row, Dr. Charles Platkid, director of the New York City Food Policy Center at the Hunter College, examined the nutritional options available on board airlines. And depending on how travelers feel about their waistlines, uh, the best bet uh, may just be an airport salad. According to the study, there is no such thing as a healthy mid-flight snack or on any airline. Uh, Virgin America was awarded first place overall for their interesting, thoughtful food <laughs> in all categories except for individual snacks. Uh, Platkin wrote on his uh, website, for those looking to choose a nutritional meal on board uh, a Virgin America, uh, Platkin re uh, recommends the ginger chicken soba noodles. I, I, beg, and your, the, I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> and the uh, Promisol tuna sandwich, or the vegan wrap with veggies and hummus. Yeah, there's no meat in either of those. I've already lost interest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Runners-up were Air Canada <laughs> and Delta, uh, <laughs> the latter of which also won the most improved from last year's in-flight meal options. Both airlines scored four out of a possible four stars for their overall health scores. Right. But on the other end of the spectrum, Platkin uh, demolished Spirit and Frontier Airlines, giving them only one star each. Shame on you. Uh, neither airline provided the data Platkin requested for nutritional information, and the information that was found showed that health-minded travellers are better off just bringing their own meals. Travellers who are interested in the exact calorie counts of meals on board every airline study can view the full uh, survey on Platkin's website, which is called Diet Detective. <laughs> So you can... Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, who... Uh, to be honest, if I... Come if on, if on, when you... No, come on, guys. When you go on holiday, surely the one thing you don't do is calorie count. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, you just sort of like, you know, it's my one yearly blowout, and it's just like, <laughs> that's it, you know. I'm not going to be worrying about how many calories are in the panini I've just ordered. Oh, it's like a Christmas saying, oh, no, I won't have some of the chocolates, and I, nope. I won't have any Christmas nope. pudding. I'm nope. watching my waistline. Yeah, absolutely. Not, <laughs> like, not no, I will Christmas, eat. I'm sorry. All of it, Quite and right. then more. Yes, absolutely. And then I'll have a cheese board afterwards, just because yes, I'm that much exactly. of a pig. I never have five courses any other time of the year, but I always do over Christmas. And I, we actually start eating at 11 and finish about 6. I, <laughs> do you know, I, honestly, the, 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 in the last few years, the long-haul flights that we've done, I, honestly, I've enjoyed... I, I haven't had a naff meal on right. board, be okay. it, whether well, it be yeah, BA, yeah. Virgin, yeah. Or, or whoever, Thompson or whatever, the, the meals have always been really nice. Mm, indeed, yeah, no fair point. Yeah, you know, even when you're half asleep and you're tired and you're, you, know, you want to sleep, you know, I sleep. still enjoy the... Oh, I yeah. wish I could sleep on an aeroplane. I can't sleep on an aeroplane. I'm too busy gripping onto the armrest and bricking myself. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> right, uh, anyway, on to the next story. Uh, and this, uh, this, this has made me laugh because I, I, I know I have to pronounce this correctly. This is the... Uh, it's, uh, it's on crikey.com.au. Uh, so it's just <laughs> like... Oh, crikey. Yeah, crikey, mate. Um, so it is uh, blogs.crikey.com.au. Uh, and a plane talking... 
is the blogger here. This is this is slightly unnerving. Uh oh, we've we've slipped into rival territory here. Emirates and Rolls Royce commit to Airbus A380s for the long haul. Is the headline in this particular blog? Uh, the big Airbus, the big Airbus, looks like being around for a long time. Uh, Emirates uh, and Qatar Airways, uh, Qatar Airways moment. Qatar. Qatar. Sorry, am I, I'm so Or Qatar for okay. our American okay. listeners. Uh, anyway, moving on. With the Airbus A380 and its switch over to Rolls-Royce engines for the big airline has passed with everyone seemingly happy. Uh, a Qatar Airways moment is defined as the la- as a as a last-minute threatened or actual cancellation or deferral of an order for an Airbus or Boeing airliner, something that the Doha-based carrier has uh, become well-known for doing uh, to jet makers and their engine or seat suppliers on both sides of the Atlantic. Emirates has refused to take delivery of its first Rolls-Royce-powered A380s, originally scheduled for December, December the 2nd, unless it met its performance guarantees to its specification. This will now go ahead, but on the 16th of December, so not a huge delay. According to Bloomberg, which uh, broke the story uh, a few weeks ago, Rolls-Royce has agreed to pay for fixing everything that Emirates objected to, as one would when a customer prepared to buy 217 of your Trent 900 engines describes them as unacceptable in relation to a number of critical issues all fixed. Uh, What might be of more interest to Australian Travellers who can't get enough of the A380 services flown by Emirates, Etihad, Singapore Airlines and, of course, Qantas is that the Dubai-based carrier says Airbus is committed to delivering the jet through to 2026 and that will play a major role in its operation for a very, very long time. The story also touches on the challenges of getting airliners to perform as required on the... um, fiercely hot and gritty conditions experienced at UAE airports and that is one thing that I think we we covered a story a few Mm. weeks back didn't we you sort of don't really sort of realize how much of an impact if you like the very extreme heat Heat. in the summer has on the planes because I mean some some airlines are talking about not flying there in the heat of Mm. summer aren't they just for that exact same reason I mean this this story is something we hear about quite a lot in the industry Mm. where where engine manufacturers or even aircraft manufacturers put Mm. down these big claims to how they're the engines will perform and stuff and the, the performance figures and the fuel burn and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, those mm. figures are n- sometimes not quite 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're promising um, someone like Emirates a uh, mm. uh, 20% saving yeah, on, on... And you don't deliver. And you yeah, deliver absolutely. a 3% no, right. saving. Um, yeah, yeah it's, no, no. it's not good. Well, it's the whole VW thing all over oh, again, God, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it, it's sort of opening, <laughs> opening that thing. I mean, who's... Somebody out there presumably is, well, and obviously that they are testing the actual output. Mm. They're looking at those figures and either agreeing or disagreeing, aren't they? Oh, engine technology has definitely come Mm. on. You know, more engines are way more fuel efficient than they used to be. Of course they are. Um, Well, and you think, um, I mean, planes that used to require four engines now only require two, two, as an example, you know, because, you know, they can get more pounds per square inch or whatever out out of, you know, get more thrust out of those two engines. You know, it's the it's it's the way it is. It goes back to those year year old those uh, years old f- uh, films of the seven oh sevens taking off from airports yeah. with the uh, four Pratt Whitney JT eight Ds pumping black smoke out from behind. Yeah, yeah real you know what? Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, John, Jonathan knows exactly what I'm talking yeah, about when absolutely. you uh, you know yeah. when you sort of talk uh, like that. They've just said in the chat room here he's had a tour. He's had a tour of the Rolls Royce factory. Has he? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Is there nothing that man hasn't seen? 
<laughs> oh, he's very lucky, isn't he? <laughs> he is absolutely yes. Well, yes, he's a well, he's a very talented individual. He knows he knows people. That's that's what it is. Anyway, right. So point. moving on to yep. the next story, and uh, this is not actually there. We go. It's loaded up. I think it's uh, it's probably not the right one because I've lost one of the stories. Okay. But anyway, this, this one's the mail on the, online. No, I've lost that one. It won't okay. load up. So we'll I'll, do, I'll do I'll do the mail. Oh, you do the on, mail. Yeah, I'll do that go one because it's the airline passengers may finally. This is the mail online. Sorry, and uh, I'll change the camera so that they can see me then as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The mail online. Uh, airline passengers may finally be allowed to make in-flight calls despite oh. fears it will lead to more air rage. Uh, airlines could let passengers make in-flight calls using Wi-Fi under proposal from federal regulators. Uh, flight attendants and others, however, have complained that the calls could be disruptive and trigger more air rage incidents between passengers. Uh, but the US Department of Transport, the DOT, said that it envisioned allowing the calls if airlines tell all customers about the policy when they buy their tickets. Uh, with this warning in place, customers could make other travel arrangements if they feared sitting next to passengers chatting on their phones. There is a 60-day comment period and the proposal leaves the door open to the possibility that federal officials could still impose an outright ban. The Federal Communications Commission prohibits passengers from making cell phone calls during flights but not Wi-Fi calls. Now obviously that is a massive assumption that the flight that you're flying on is able to offer you a strong enough Wi-Fi signal mm. back to, to ground if you like in order for you to make that voice call. That's the only thing. But anyway, the Transportation Secretary Anthony Fox said in a statement that the proposal will ensure that air travellers are not unwillingly exposed to voice calls as many of them are troubled over the idea of passengers talking on cell phones in flight. Are people really that bothered about people talking on their phones? Oh yeah, people hate... Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, I'm not, well, I don't know. I mean, we live in 2016... You know, I'm sorry, you, you know, you have to just accept the fact that people will always take selfies. People will always stand in the middle of the road and get run over by a cyclist while they're taking that selfie. You know, it's just, you know, it's going to happen, isn't it? People are going to get more and more. I don't know why anyone wants to phone up anyway when on board an aircraft. You go on holiday, you know, you should get the phone calls out of the way before you get on board the aircraft. Rather than always oh, disappeared. Look, oh dear! Look, look at his lovely Christmas tree. Very nice. If you break it? into his house while he's not there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I, I wonder if he's had a, a child appear. He possibly has. He might have done. Yeah, but yeah. he's on daddy duties. He's on daddy duties. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, using a. I mean, using a phone. I mean, I, I, yeah, I've got nothing against people using phones when they're on aircraft, but just for texting or sending WhatsApps. But I think when you start making phone making calls phone and calls, yeah. shouting and you know, I mean you quite often ping me ping me photographs across no one across no one can no one can sit on a, a you know no one can use a phone and and whisper chat to say yeah. hello Matt are you alright yes yeah. it's not, hello Matt are you yes, alright yeah. it's that whole trigger happy TV thing isn't it it's yeah like, yeah hello, hello I'm on a mobile yeah, yeah I'm at 37,000 feet indeed yeah, yeah I, I personally don't, I, and I'm probably going to be shot down in flames for this but I personally don't have any problems at all with um, people making phone calls in flight people make phone calls on the bus mm. You know, I mean, they could do what they do on the trains and things and have quiet but, areas. But the bus, I mean, you're not in a bus for, th well, I'll say that, not in a bus for 10 or 15 hours, but, you know. If, Maybe if you're, you're quite often on a bus for eight hours a day. But you can get up and move, well, I suppose you get up and get up and move around on an aircraft. I mean, I don't know. Perhaps, it, perhaps what they'll do, the airlines will I eventually mean, have, a, have you, a phoning area. 
Or you can go and stand <laughs> somewhere and phone yeah, go, someone. Go and make a phone call in the bar. Mm. You know, anyway. <laughs> anyway, on to the next uh, story. On to the next story on the 4Washington or the NBCWashington.com mm. site. And uh, the headline... I'm going to have uh, a sausage roll while you do that. And we, we were talking about... This is a very yeah. foodie, foodie episode today. And uh, the headline on here is Delta's latest airline, or Delta is the latest airline, to upgrade its snacks. And Matt's now eating sausage rolls. It, uh, if it's true that an army travels on its stomach, or with sausage rolls like Matt, uh, better, uh, will better snacks keep... I, I need a moment alone, I'm sorry. Oh, no. will, will, will better snacks keep passengers loyal to airlines? Well, they will if they have sausage rolls. Delta well, Airlines... Only if they're made by your wife, however. ...is rolling out new free snacks to its customers in the main cabin, including brand-name yoghurt bars pretzels, and some will come in quite large portions than uh, before Ooh. used. Delta has figured out that uh, what, it's what customers crave. The menu move comes about a year after United Airlines brought back free snacks by offering noshes, whatever they are, like stroop waffles, uh, a gooey Dutch confection, and better coffee early this year. American Airlines restored free snacks on domestic flights. Uh, Amer airline executives say they're focusing on both big and little things in the battle for customers. Delta said Thursday that beginning next week it will retire the airline's brand of peanuts and pretzels and replace them on longer flights with Snyder's of Hanover pretzels, squirrel honey roasted peanuts, and Nature Box yogurt bars. Uh, fans I glazed over a yogurt bar. <laughs> the fans of the Biscoff cookies need not fret, those are staying. Delta also is testing free sandwiches and other meals in the economy on some flights between New York and California. The company stopped selling food on its flights in 20, oh, 2005, uh, the New York Times reported at the time. For decades, air travellers uh, took it for granted that they would be served meals as part of the ticket price. Airlines gradually took that away uh, as a perk to save money, but came off looking Scrooge-like. Very true. A bit like BA, getting rid of their meals on their aircraft for um, oh, you know, mm, three for meals. Some of the yeah. short-haul flights, yeah. Uh, Continental Airlines claimed it would save $2.5 million by no longer giving away pretzels in 2011. That year, parent United Continental Holdings Incorporated earned $840 million. Uh, airlines today mm. seem even more financially healthy to um, enough to feed their customers. Atlanta-based Delta Airlines and $4.5 billion last year. Well, I mean, there's not, there's not that many airlines that actually do give you, like, free bags not of nowadays. snacks. No, no, I mean... It's peanuts. You, I mean, you, go you back, used to get peanuts years you ago. Do. You go back 20 years ago and you got a complimentary drink and you got a, yeah, you know, yeah. you got a few snacks, didn't you? But, uh, I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, the long-haul stuff, you still get your meals and stuff included in your price and mm. your, in your mm. drinks, like with Emirates yeah. and BA. You still get your drinks and stuff. But on the, I remember the short-haul flights years ago, you did used to get a, a free meal. Yeah. And, and a little mm. bag of peanuts when you took off. And you used, to, you used to even used to get, and some airlines still do this, you even used to get your little boiled sweet. They used to come around with boiled sweets. Ah, yeah, to help you um, eat. Yeah, 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 To help yeah, you yeah, with, to help the, you with the ears yeah, popping and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm not 100% sure. I know but they I think did on Thompson, Air 2000. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, Thompson, Thompson used to come around with a little wicker basket. With okay. um, Fox's, yeah. Fox's Glacier Mints. Glacier Mints. One has to have a Glacier Yes, they used to have them, but... Yeah, that, I yeah, I, I think the la actually the last flight I went on, which gave peanuts in a little pack, was uh, with uh, we when we flew back from Vegas in 
February with Delta. With, de- with Delta, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there we go. Well, who knows? Anyway, on to the next story, and this is on the... I'm not quite sure what website this is, but uh, anyway, it is the phys.org. Um, and the headline is, At Boeing's 777X-Wing Factory, Robots Get the Big Jobs. At the first 110-foot-long wing skin panel for... So as, sorry, as the first 110 foot long win, wing skin panel for Boeing's new 777X jet moved slowly across a mammoth new factory building one recent morning. Uh, and a small crew walked alongside watching for any possibility of an expensive collision. The spotters escorted the panel's bright orange transport platform as it followed invisible tracks embedded in the concrete floor and slid with a tight fit uh, into the big cylindrical autoclave where the part would bake to hardness. The, uh, until the automated system for moving these big wind parts is proved, we do have four people watching it, said um, a representative from the factory who... Uh, uh, who, but uh, but the uh, but the intent is to work our way to aut- autonomous, uh, to be completely automated and allow the navigation system to do its thing, uh, basically so that they don't need any humans to guide it. The Triple Seven X Composite Wing Center in the Seattle area city of Everett, Boeing's latest venture in advanced manufacturing sparks a significant step towards a future in which much of an aircraft's factory work is done by automated machines and robots. Once the wing skin was inside the giant pressurized oven, the lone operator at a computer station pushed a button, lights flashed, a klaxon sounded. Slowly, a 55-ton, 28-foot wide circular door slid into place and locked to form an airtight seal for this seven-hour baking cycle. Eric Lindland, the newly appointed head of the 777X program, said, having machines load the wing parts autonomously is safer and more precise. There isn't room for error inside the oven when the long stiffening rods called stringers are baked in the autoclave. They'll go in six at a time with just three inches of clearance between them. I'm amazed I didn't get any kind of noises from your desk during that particular story. That was a pretty, <laughs> pretty intense story. Now, the 777X. Thanks for um, that, by the way. I know. Yeah, I know. Really I like well written, not. Um, <laughs> obviously, the 777X uh, is, is due to be introduced into service yeah. in 2020. It's going, to be, uh, it's going to be an awesome aircraft to see. It's I mean, I suppose, really I suppose we're big. used to cars... You know, being, being made by robots. virtually entirely yeah. automated. I mean, mm. so I guess it's uh, you know inevitable that um, you know uh, robots will, will will start to build planes and things as well. Um, but the the triple seven X is going to feature brand new all new engines, uh, new composite wings, as Matt was just saying, uh, and also the triple seven X is planned to have they're going to plan to have folding wingtips. Mm-hmm. Uh, on these, which after all the incidents we've been having at airports just lately with aircraft dinging each other, yeah, um, is probably going to be quite a good idea. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the 777X has been made to compete with the A350 
And as I said, Boeing are hoping to uh, deliver this aircraft uh, sometime around about 2020, which is still a few more years off uh, now. But they're going to have a Dash 8 and a Dash 9 series of this uh, aircraft, obviously the Dash 9 being the uh, larger of the two. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I do like the 777 as as an aircraft. Um, I must admit I'm surprised that it wasn't already automated. Mm. Anyway, Some, that, most of it yeah. is, but they still. Yeah. Because Boeing, such it's got such a huge factory. It's another one of those places yeah, yeah. in the world I would love to visit mm. the okay, uh, Boeing plant. Yeah. Anyway, on to the final commercial story. Uh, on the Aus- oh, this is on the o- the, Aus- the Australian BT, Australian business traveller site. And uh, actually, talking about Australia, my cousin's coming back this Christmas from Christmas, Australia yes, to yes, see me. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And so this is uh, a story, a picture story as well, and uh, it's inside Lufthansa's VIP Airbus A350 private jet mm. that apparently has its own spa. <laughs> so uh, here's a Christmas gift for a person with everything, a private jet, and not just any private jet, but a bespoke VIP version of the A350 created by the customization gurus at Lufthansa Technic. Uh, we've, uh, they, it says that uh, they've previously shared Lufthansa Technic sleek sky-high styling on a joint product with uh, Mercedes-Benz, but this A350 private jet concept has a strong residential vibe uh, using, uh, con- uh, using conventional fixed cabin walls for flexible areas which can be opened up and combined for social interaction or closed for pr- full privacy. Wow, these pictures look awesome. Uh, the very front of the A350 is uh, designated as a family flex area, starting with a uh, bedroom and bathroom and lounge uh, with an office. And, um, hold on, this, well, we'll be able to move this down at some point. There we go. Uh, there are some actual some picture uh, plans on there. Matt's, yeah, Matt's got them on the screen there. There's some um, front sections that can be closed off with sliding doors to provide a, a kind of closed area for, uh, for dining. Uh, there's also a massive dining table on here as well, uh, dining table and chairs for the whole family to sit round and uh, and eat and well and eat as well, as well. It's a very brightly uh, lit place. It's got uh, kind of uh, very good, quite, quite nice lighting, LED lighting. Uh, they've also got uh, a nice uh, stove and cooking area for cooking the meals on board the aircraft. And at the rear of the aircraft, they've got uh, the spa area and the workout area the where they've got a uh, they've got uh, a kind of um, a steam room uh, with a with a few uh, gym bits of gym equipment as well, which you can use uh, in a shower suite. Uh, Lufthansa hasn't revealed how much all this indulgence are going to cost, but mm. it says millions and millions that customers <laughs> can typically expect up to two years before they pick up the keys to their new aircraft. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it won't be the fastest um, completion project, but it will be the best looking. Uh, well, yes, do, yeah, I, do, I, I, I would guess so. Yeah. But wow, hmm. man, that is pretty awesome. It is. It is a really um, weird experience. It's something you and I never. I know. I mean, I mean I, 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 sorry again. Apologies if you're watching. If you're listening to this in the audio version, but take yourself to www.ozbt.com.au and look for inside Lufthansa, and you'll actually see the pictures. The bar area oh, and dear. stuff is. It, 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 do you know what? I mean, we were talking about. Did you see the spa area? With yeah, the beds? absolutely. You know, we we showed that. We yeah. showed that. I mean, it's like. 
you know, we were talking about Star Trek at the start of the show today, and yeah. um, I mean, this this does look like exactly that, doesn't it? It looks like something from from the bar of the Starship Starship Enterprise, you know. I mean, I mean did it say what something like that would cost on that store? No, it doesn't say. I'm guessing that they're How many um, billions. Billions, yeah. Billions I mean, this is yes. this is crazy. It's crazy. It is um, absolutely. But uh, anyway, that is where you bring the commercial segment of the show to a close. And just on an uh, offshoot, actually, from one of the stories we heard earlier, um, it was chat. It was in the uh, chat room. They were talking about the Stroop waffle. Uh, I think Micah sent uh, put a link in the chat room to the uh, the Stroop waffle, uh, and it's uh, it's a, it's from the Netherlands. It's a, a kind of a treacle waffle or a caramel sort of flavored cookie. I've got the pictures on here, and it looks really nice, Matt. <laughs> It does look really, really? nice. Yeah. So uh, if anyone's had a Stroop waffle, let us know what they're like, because they do look awfully nice. So uh, we've got, um, we've got, we haven't got a segment from Pip this no, week. No, we haven't. Um, but we've, uh, should we crack on with the military news? And then we've, yep. got, to, we've got some voice feedback. We have, well, yes, and play. I just realised I haven't loaded that up. So That's yes. fine. So <laughs> That's we'll, fine. We'll, we'll, do <laughs> some, uh, we'll do some yep. military-style news. Me and, uh, me and Jonathan can do yep, some military-style news. Yep. So, uh, okay, so I'll leave it in your more than capable hands. And if okay. you're ready then, gents, uh, uh, let, let us go. Just looking in the chat room, Mike has put uh, Stroop waffles are the best things to come from the Netherlands. What are they? Um, since Myla and Masha. Oh, he's oh, so smooth, smooth isn't, he? isn't he? Honestly. Just smoothie. God, do you know what? I mean, it's just like, you, you, you want him as your wingman, don't you? I know. If, 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 you were, if you were, I'm going to use a very old-fashioned English term here, ladies and gentlemen. If you were courting here in the UK, uh, you know, you'd want, you'd want Micah as your wingman, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, you definitely need yeah. Micah. Well, I'm not sure you would, because he'd be the one with all the ladies swooning That is all a over very him. good point. Yes, I had to thought stood there just... Looking. Like a lemon in the way. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yes, good point. Yeah. So moving on with some uh, military <laughs> oh, yeah, stories. Aviation. I remember. And uh, yeah. uh, Mr. Warner chose these ones actually this yeah. week. Uh, first one is on the aviationist.com. And the headline, Russian Su-33 crashed into the Mediterranean while attempting to land on the Kuznetsk. Taught and the Kuz, Kuznets. I'm so glad I'm sitting aircraft this one out. carrier. <laughs> you carry on and get there. So those glad you took stories. this one first. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so less than uh, three Good weeks. Work, Jonathan, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> less than three weeks after losing a MiG-29. Don't forget, we've got that show coming up next week. It looks like the <laughs> Russian Navy has lost another aircraft during Admiral Kunistov's operations, an Su-33 flanker. Military sources close to the aviationists report that a Russian Navy Su-33 flanker carrier base multi-role aircraft has crashed during flight operations from Admiral Kushnanov's uh, on, on Saturday, December the 3rd. According to the report, the combat plane crashed uh, at its uh, second attempt to land on the aircraft carrier in good weather conditions uh, with a visibility of plus 10 kilometers and a sea state 4 with a wind at 12 knots. It seems that it missed the wires and failed to go around for, uh, falling short of the bow of the warship. The pilot successfully ejected and was picked up by a Russian Navy search and rescue helicopter. 
considered that uh, on November the 14th, a MiG-29K crashed while recovering the, uh, to the air, recovering to the <laughs> aircraft carrier. It confirmed that this would be the second loss for the air wing embarked on Admiral Kuznetsov's uh, in, in less than three weeks and a significant blow for the Russian naval aviation during its combat deployment off Syria. And um, that's a bit of a sad news, really, but at least a pilot yeah. got out right on that one. Two aircraft on the same deployment off the same ship going yeah. to drink. And uh, especially the aircraft looking as awesome as that as that oh, uh, yeah. does look, the SU-33. Um, yeah, yeah, the MiG-20. They're impressive bits of kit, but they obviously don't know how to fly them very well by sounds of it. <laughs> I, I think I'm actually. I think they might have got uh, stuck in, in the uh, the smoke screen that they do get. They lay down from these from the ships, as we saw on the news. Or they had these. I think they use burned coal in their ships. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Couldn't find the ship through the smoke. But no, they uh, they they are quite an impressive aircraft. I remember seeing uh, we saw these at uh, Riyadh this year. Actually, um, some of the MiGs and stuff like that. They have, uh, yeah, awesome was, aircraft. Uh, Polish MiG twenty nines. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're standard Air Force ones. So the next story, uh, Jonathan. Went. Next story is. Yet another F-18 crashed in Japan. Uh -oh. Ninth Legacy Hornet lost in six months. Yes, an F-18 Hornet stationed in Japan crashed in the. Oh, I've done it to myself as well. Yamaguchi <laughs> Prefecture. You chose the story. Pilot ejected, but fate is unknown. <laughs> I don't know if the fate's now known. This was from a couple of days ago. Hmm. Uh, it says reports emerging that a U.S. F-18 Hornet crashed earlier today in Japan. Rescue efforts were covered. To recover the pilot would be on underway. What day was this? Did it say December seventh? So that was that was two days ago. Uh, although no further details are given at the time, the fact is the aircraft stationed at Marine Corps Air, Air Station Iwakuni, Japan, seems to suggest that the jet involved was U.S. Marine Corps F/A-18 COD model. If confirmed, this will be a ninth major incident involving a legacy Hornet in the last six months. Although each crash has its own root causes and may depend on several contributing factors, including human error, we can't but we can't but observe once again that the rate of crashes involving legacy Hornets is alarming. Two U.S. Marine Corps F-18 Hornets from Miramar crashed on November 9th near San Diego. Another one on October 25th. A Swiss Air Force Hornet was also lost on August 29th. And a Navy F-18C crashed on August 2nd. On July 27th, U.S. Marine Corps F-18 also crashed. Hang on. Try that again. <laughs> U.S. Marine Corps F-18 crashed. Your so Angel. was the Blue Angels Hornet that crashed on June the 2nd. It's not very well written. No, they, quite often the military... Well, that's the only trouble with some of the military stories. They're not quite off... You know, they, they tend to be written by people who thoroughly understand their subject and haven't sort of thought about who <laughs> yeah. might actually be... You know, a, a humble layman like me takes one look at the story and just goes, mm. huh. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, sorry. So basically, it's this is, crash. This is how we commented on the Royal Canadian Air Force CF-18 crash. In the wake of a Hornet crash from June crashes from June through to October, the U.S. Marine Corps temporarily grounded its non-deployed Hornets. 
Unfortunately, a few days after the ban was lifted, two more F-18Cs were lost on November 9th. Hornet crashes over the last year have depleted the number of available airplanes for training and operations. According to USNI News, the service had 85 Hornets available for training compared to the requirement of 171. In order to face the critical shortfall uh, shortage of op operational fighters and high operational tempos, US Marine Corps launched a plan that will see Boeing upgrade 30 retired legacy Hornets currently stored at Davis Monthan Air Base to a standard dubbed F-18C+. With this upgrade, it, they will also embed new avionics. The service will be able to keep up with the operational tasks until the F-35 is able to take over. Once upgraded to the C plus standard, the, these gap fillers should be more than enough to conduct combat operations in low lethality scenarios like those seen like those that see the US Marine Corps at work these days. Furthermore, once these refreshed hornets are delivered to squadrons, older airframes can be retired, improving flight safety. Once again, aircraft may crash for a variety of reasons, not always technical. Still, the rate of legacy Hornet crashes in the last month seems to be unusual and is, and as such, concerning. It's a lot of Hornets crashing in a short space mm. of time. Yeah, that's what Although it's from lots said. of different places, so you've got one from, what was it, Switzerland, you've got the Blue Hornets one, which we know, I think it was put down to uh, pilot error misjudging. So that, those you can sort of understand a bit. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, it is it, it more often than not tends to be pilot error as opposed to um, sort of mechanical error, doesn't it? I we mean, saw these at Farnborough, actually, mm. um, in July, the uh, uh, the horn. I think mm. that's one of the ones that Micah took you around. At, um, ah, that was, the, that was a new one. Was that was a, a Super Hornet. That was a Super mm. Hornet, yeah. 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 But yeah. At, least, at least they've got stacks of these piled up in the... Um, you know, not being used, that they can uh, they can pull out of right. uh, yeah. pull out pull out. Well, they, they store them in the boneyard. Uh, yeah, obviously they store them in the desert, and they mm. they're all specially wrapped, and they can sort they take them out. And is this is this something you'd like in the back garden, Jonathan? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought despite be. only being about fifteen foot long, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't squeeze one in. Yeah, you would squeeze one in, yes, absolutely. What's yeah. the worst going to happen? Just have to overhang yeah. the wall a little bit. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a big plinth and pulling it upwards. Mm. So the next story on the Air Force Global Strike Command site, the AFGSC. And uh, it's a story about uh, one of the really mega bits of military kit that, uh, that I do, do love to see. And it's the B-52s uh, deployed to Guam for short-term missions. What's that about a love shack? <laughs> Baby Love Shack. Yeah. So Minnow Air I'm Force... I'm really showing my age now, Minnow, aren't I? <laughs> Minnow Air Force Base... Uh, three uh, three B-52 Stratofortuses from Minnow Air Force Base, North Dakota, deployed to Anderson Air Force Base, Guam, on December the 2nd. This short-term deployment will ensure bomber crews maintain a high state of readiness and crew proficiency and will provide opportunities to integrate capabilities with regional partners in the 
Indo-Asia Pacific region. Uh, during the deployment, the B-52s will conduct local training sorties in the U.S. Pacific Command area of responsibility, allowing the crews to hone skills in several key capabilities, including command and control, air refueling, and long-range navigation. U.S. Strategic Command regularly tests and evaluates the readiness of strategic assets to ensure it's able to honor all security commitments. And the B-52, there's a little picture of it there. On oh, uh, which are. Matt can't bring up because he's no, busy, cause too busy in the doing no, things. And you in also the chat didn't room. send me the stories in my defence. Oh, which I didn't. Actually, yeah, to be them, fair, so. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Honestly, but I think we, yeah. I think, I think pretty much everyone in the chat room. Everyone knows yeah. what the B fifty two looks like. Yeah. It's one yeah. heck of an awesome yeah. aircraft. It's, it's a love shack. I told you. Yeah, exactly. It's got a hot. It's got a tin roof and everything. But it's got such a long life. It's still, it's still got year. I mean, I think, I think I'm right in thinking, Jonathan. They're, they're given, they're given these another twenty-five or thirty years at least. I think, aren't they on these? Yeah, I think they're they're not even due out of service, or even to start going out of service. I think somewhere like twenty thirty-eight. It's crazy. Me. This aircraft is mm. is like older than we are, Matt. And that's yeah. that's old. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> stories of fathers and sons. I, I yeah. think even grandfathers yeah. flying flying the, the same, same aircraft. aircraft. Yeah, it's mm. crazy, but um, yeah. definitely a testament to the mm. build quality of these yeah. aircraft. Uh, Glenn yeah. Towler said, "I thought Matt was far too busy eating." That is true. He I am is. munching my way through he a is. fabulous array of homemade sausage rolls, which are delicious. I'm sorry nobody else is able to enjoy them. <laughs> so the, uh, the last says, uh, story yeah. on the military segment and it's uh, a terrible story when I saw this one early this week I was thoroughly cheesed off. Right. To put it quite yeah. bluntly. Mm-hmm. Um, carry on Jonathan with this. It's uh, on BBC News oh. it says Trump says Air Force One Boeing oh, order yeah. should be cancelled. Silly fool. Anyway carry on. <laughs> U.S. President-elect Donald Trump has said he wants to cut government costs by cancelling the order for new planes to carry the president. Mm. Mr. Trump tweeted, Boeing is building a brand new 747 Air Force One for future presidents, but costs are out of control at more than $4 billion. Cancel the order. Mm. The mm. government has, has a contract with Boeing to build two or more new planes. The White House has appeared to cast doubt on the figures quoted by Donald Trump. Some of the statistics that have been cited say, shall we say, don't appear to reflect the nature of the financial agreement between Boeing and the Department of Defense, White House spokesman Joss Ernish said. New planes would enter service around 2024. Boeing's shares fell more than 1% after the president-elect's tweet, but recovered most of their losses in afternoon trading. It says, Mr. Trump would not fly on a new planes unless he won the second term in the 2020 elections. I think that's a slim chance. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. It says, the president-elect yeah. also announced Tuesday Japan's SoftBank has agreed to... Oh, that's non-aviation. We'll ignore that. <laughs> okay, we'll glaze over that. Anyway, so, basically, I, mean, I, basically I, I just can't believe it. he's going to ditch... He possibly could ditch the idea of replacing the, the two... You know, Because there's I, two Air Force Ones. There's, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I, I do kind of understand... These things do have a... Rep- have a as much as I don't like... I want to make it clear, I don't like Donald Trump, okay? And I'm sure he'll be devastated to hear that that Matt Smith from the Plain Talking UK podcast does not like him. But, um, yeah, the, the my issue is... Um, 
like with any government project here in the UK, uh, these things tend to spiral, the costs of these things tend to spiral massively out mm. of control really fast. Now, of course, Donald Trump is a businessman and he's had failed businesses, don't get me wrong, but he's mm. bounced back every single time and he's still a very, very wealthy man. And I wonder if this is more a shot across the bowels to Boeing to say, look, pull your finger out stop, you know, just sort of tidy up your figures and make sure you don't run out. I think it's more to do with that. Because he, he won't be afraid of cancelling that order. He really won't be afraid of doing that. He'll just do you that. You think just to cancel two airplanes, that, that's four billion straight off. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Everyone think he's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 don't know if, I don't think anybody will think he's amazing particularly. Wow. But, uh, you know, there, there is... Possibly not. As I say, he is essentially a you know a businessman at heart, and that that's one of the things. As I say, and government projects are always running out of um, money. Um, well, no, the, no, but the, the, the costs are spiraling <laughs> yeah. out of control. And of course, he has had his own private. Is it seven four seven? He's got, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's got, got uh, uh, two hundred five seven. And uh, yeah, Trump's got a seven five seven. He's got his own seven five seven two hundred. Yeah, which is his own private. Um, yeah, because it because he's got a golf course in Scotland, doesn't he? He, has, and he yeah. quite often flies over to yeah. Edinburgh and or Aberdeen and. And then obviously Air Force One at the mm. moment is uh, based on a seven four seven dash two hundred, which is quite old. Yeah, quite old. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just one of these people who think you know. I, I just want to see what the seven four seven dash eight is going to yeah. look like. As Air Force One, I know, I know later on in well, that. Do you think how many airlines fly a two hundred series seven four? Uh, none, I don't think. None. Yeah, um, no, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, one of the one of the things I also read in that story when when, when I was looking over the notes at the beginning of of, of today, um, when you sent me the links over, what one of the things it that I was reading in it, because they they were saying, well, he's got his own plane. Why doesn't he? You know, they were sort of saying, "Why don't you just carry on using the plane that he's already using?" But of course, the Secret Service are never going to wear that, are they? I mean, it's that's it. There's all the countermeasures, yeah, and there's so much bolted onto mm. it. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. Really, I'd miss, isn't it? I'll miss it if they, if they don't make the the Dash Eight as an Air Force One. I will. Mm. I'll be good. I think. Yeah, no, they will. Have you ever they... seen Air Force One? I ha- not. I haven't actually seen it apart oh. from on the te- I have. I have TV. Once. Have you? Yeah, I actually have went into Fairford a couple of years ago. Yeah, mm. I saw it at Stansted. Before my time driving a car, I cycled out there, camera bag in tow. Mm. Yeah. yeah. As I say, I actually saw it at Stansted once. Um, when, oh, when, um, when um, what's his name, came to, uh, when uh, Obama came to the UK, and he actually landed at Stansted, didn't he? And I, I actually saw it. I happened to be down there working mm. at the time. That was at night, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, was, I, I was due to go down the following day. My, I booked a day off. I yeah. planned with a friend to go down, yeah. and then all of a sudden the weather was closing in, and it's like, oh, it's been pushed forward. He's going to land sort of mm. early hours. Oh, so dear. we ended up in Mildenhall looking at all the mm. nice presidential helicopters and well, all Pip, fancy stuff going in. And out. Pilot Pip has flown the senior royals yes. many well, times. Well, of course he has, absolutely. That is because he is the king of safe jet. And yes. there is no one I would trust the, 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 the lives of our royal family to more than the legend that is Pilot Pip. Mm. I mean, it, it goes without saying. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Not a madge, though. That's, not a madge. That's no. nice. Very common, Pip. Not her madge, though. <laughs> not her madge. Dear Lord, man. Actually, Pip's, Pip's flown the corgis. Well, obviously, he's yeah, yeah, the corgis. Yeah, yeah. Got to love yeah, the corgis. Yeah. The corgis are behind. 
<laughs> he's following just, the just with the dogs on just board. With the yeah. on board. that's <laughs> terrible no that's really oh <laughs> poor <laughs> bit that's that's horrible uh, um, so that was the last military story it was this week yes and uh, so we have uh, we've had uh, some we've had some feedback we sent have, in haven't yes, we Matt we have from indeed yeah. one of our lovely listeners absolutely uh, don't forget uh, for those of you guys who haven't yet sent in any voice feedback you need to get it sent in because we love to hear your voice. But we have had some voice feedback sent in we from have. the lovely Barbara, haven't we, Matt? We have. So uh, l let's have a quick listen now. Rightio. Hi, Carlos and Matt. It's Barbara here. Thanks for another great show of Plain Talking UK. Last week, I had a meet-up with Captain Al to watch the film Sully, Miracle on the Hudson in IMAX. And you asked us to give some feedback or reflections on this podcast. Just to start by saying, we both thought it was a really good film. I have to say that personally, I am not keen on faction. Meaning films that are based on a true story or recount a true story, then embellished with nonsense, which then confuses the audience so that history gets distorted. The film Titanic with Leonardo DiCaprio is one example of that, or the American film U571. Therefore, I wasn't sure if what I would see in the Sully film would be wholesome and pretty much as it was in real life. I needn't have worried, and at the end Captain Earl said that it was an accurate film, technically speaking. So, well done to director Mr Clint Eastwood, for making the film as authentic and technically accurate as he could. And thank you, Al, for explaining the little bits of the film I didn't understand. Anyway, I thought it was a fantastic film. But lastly, I would like to thank Mr Clint Eastwood for bothering to include a very important aspect of airline safety and travel. That is, for the most part, overlooked both on film and in the media. And that is the inclusion of all the other aircrew in an emergency situation. As was said on the film, this was also a team effort, including not just Captain Sullenberger, but also the first officer, Jeff Skiles, and also the cabin crew or flight attendants. On the news and in the media, the names of cabin crew are hardly ever mentioned at all. They become the grey, faceless and nameless trolley dollies of the sky. Well, here are the names of the brave three of Flight 1549. Donna Dent, Sheila Dale and Doreen Welsh. In the film, despite the fear and terror of the passengers, the stewardesses on that flight had no time to be frightened, and had only the safety of their passengers on their mind. They had no communication with the pilots, they were in darkness, they had to calm panicking passengers, then shout brace. Right down to the last second before impact, they were ensuring the best for their passengers. After impact on the river, Doreen Welsh who was the flight attendant at the back of the plane, said she feared for her life as the water rose to her neck height. 
but she still continued to evacuate the passengers, even with bad injuries to herself. I would like to end on the role of cabin crew, not just in the landing on the Hudson, but on every airline and every flight. In the past, I have had the privilege of seeing and learning some of the safety procedures and training cabin crew have to go through and know. And I was blown away by what cabin crew have to know and train for. There is a sort of saying that cabin crew use. We hope you passengers will never have to know most of what we are trained to know and have to do. From what I observed, I had a newfound respect for cabin crew. So please don't call them trolley dollies because they have to put up with and experience so much more than the average person will ever have to deal with in a lifetime. There aren't many jobs where you are called to be all of these together. Firefighter, policeman, security guard, first aider, medic, nurse, bereavement pastor, marriage guidance counsellor, nanny, waitress, director of survival at sea, trained in aircraft safety, and then put your life on the line for others in a dangerous situation. Lastly, I spoke to a lovely air stewardess recently who told me that on one flight she was working on, the captain became incapacitated and she had to sit in his seat and help the first officer to go through the landing checklist. Trolley dolly? I don't think so. So please do go and see Sully if you can and look out for a cameo appearance of director Clint Eastwood in the film. See if you could spot him. And just to end, Carlos, I told Captain Al you would never fall for the did you see the Tri-Star joke. Anyway, thanks Carlos and Matt. You're doing a great job. Bye-bye. Oh, wasn't that wonderful? That was very, very oh, good. Oh, Barbara, please, more feedback like that. Like, oh, 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 that was wonderful. And, and she's completely 100%. Uh, we always think about yeah. the pilots and the co-pilots. And That's one of the things when that when yeah. this whole thing story and that mm. broke and that you know everyone was mm. very 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 much focused on uh, mm. Sully and you know Scars was yeah. never he never got hardly a mention or yeah. the cabin crew. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's nice that you know everyone's mm. getting a. Yeah, mention. I, I can see what because Pip sort of suggested because uh, obviously uh, several people have now seen it and there, there's a few re reviews flying around in the chat room there and Pip actually said he thought it was a little bit Hollywood which I kind of understand mm. um, what what he means by that but uh, yeah it, it's really quite um, yeah just it was, it was a lovely film and and that, what, that was the only thing I was said to you wasn't it the thing is is mm. I don't know if it would be much uh, of much interest to what I call the the standard cinema going public. Um, you know, it's um, this is uh, good, yeah. But uh, no, I thought we thoroughly yeah, enjoyed. I absolutely. thoroughly enjoyed the film. I yeah, thought it was really good. I always good. just said uh, I had this on in the background as I've been uh, getting ready for bed, but I've just got to come. I've just had to come back and say what an amazing feedback that was, Barbara. And of yes. course, obviously uh, Owen. Owen uh, sort of does exactly that. I don't know if we could, we can't really call him a trolley dolly though, can we? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> absolutely. And also, I, did, I didn't realise you could do that. You sort of like going and uh, oh, hi Gemma, we can see you, <laughs> right? Okay. <clears throat> have, have you seen the film yet, Jonathan, or not? No, I haven't. No. No. Are you, are it's on you, the list. 
Are you going to see it? Yeah, it's on the list. Is that of uh, yeah? Oh, you've yeah, definitely, definitely got to go and see it. And in in IMAX because it's, it's mm. definitely the best way to see it in IMAX. Yeah, well, that's because you took me for my birthday, didn't you? We, yeah. we, had, we, had, we had a little PTUK yeah. UK outing as you we probably did, saw yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it was I, I read and as I say, I, I, I my, when we were talking, I made it. It sounded like I didn't like the film. I did. I really loved the film. I thought again, Clint Eastwood's got a bit of a reputation for not necessarily. Uh, he, he's a little bit guilty of getting too bogged down in the detail, but actually this is one of those films where it really worked going into that kind of uh, detail. But um, yeah, and I have a to lot say, of friends who have seen it, and a, yeah. a lot of people have said it, it is good. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that I have, I have. If you can see that in the uh, chat room, I have got my. There we go. Delivery date pending. I have my order oh, for of, when it comes um, out. For, my yeah. order of when Sully on, DVD, on yeah. Blu-ray. Um, yeah. which has uh, not been released yet, but uh, mm. I've, I've got it on pre-order yeah. uh, to add to my collection um, of yeah. films. Can't uh, wait films, for that yeah, to come through. No, it's good. It's yeah. good. But, um, yes, that I absolutely is... enjoyed that. That was. So uh, uh, thank you for that as again, uh, again mm, Barbara. No, Barbara. Thank brilliant. you for that. Absolutely. It's very, very yeah. kind of you sending that in. Um, and, and if you have been inspired by, by Barbara's wonderful feedback, yes. then please do send us some voice have. feedback of your own. Now, she recorded that with her mobile phone, and mm. she just sent it to me as a, phone, as, a, as a file straight out of her phone, and you can just email it straight to you. Can, if you, you do a recording and hit the share button, and you send it to our email address, which is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Obviously, you can find us on all social media, facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk, our Twitter handle. Is at Plain Talking UK. So we have got a couple more bits of news to cover uh, this week. The first bit of news is that uh, we have got our first kind of test batches of T-shirts Ooh, have we? being currently Ooh, printed uh, for the show because uh, we mm. we've uh, been trying to uh, sort you know we've we've had quite a few requests from various people saying that they would like to uh, to purchase their very Indeed. own PTUK yeah. T-shirts. So we yeah. have. Um, We've got those uh, in the process of being um, right. made as we are. Mm -hmm. They will be um, very similar to the polo shirts that me and Matt have mm. at the air shows. Just with our new updated logo. Yeah, with a new updated logo. Yeah. And the logo on the front uh, of yeah. the T-shirt is very much embroidered. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in yeah, lovely yeah. It's, not a, it's not a screen it's print. It's not a screen it print. It's embroidered. Uh, yeah. Uh, with the print on the back, which uh, most of you guys know the print on the back of the T-shirts, mm. which that, but uh, they'll be in the process of being done, so we should hopefully might get those before Christmas. Yep. Might do. Uh, but if not, um, yeah, we'll yep. sure that we'll put some sort and, of thing online. To yeah, and the details of, uh, of how you order those T-shirts and how much yeah. they cost and all that kind of thing will be published uh, in, in a few episodes yeah, of time. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's a bit of good news. So, uh, and mm. the other, I'm just trying to think, the other, there was a, something else I meant to cover and I completely forgot. I should no, have written this down, really. No. So, yeah. next week, <laughs> next week then, uh, yeah. as Matt said at the beginning of the show, next week we are, have got plans, uh, which Pip has been um, mm -hmm. um, yep. bubbling away with, uh, of yep. having, we're going to do a massive joint. Christmas, multi-podcast multi Christmas, yep. Christmas show from, uh, yeah. from the Spare Room Studio yeah. here in PTUK headquarters. Yep. And um, we are going to have... Uh, Pip is going to come down and join us here. Mm -hmm. As in, is Captain Al. And Captain Al as well mm -hmm. in, the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Spare Room Studio. Yep. Um, we're going to have uh, about a million people Skyping in. Um, yes, yes, yes. Matt's <laughs> been doing some, some research. Uh, yes, no, it's, it's, it's going to be good fun. Basically, we're going to have a massive uh, Christmas-based um, 
podcast hookup. Um, and um, yeah, we're going to publish that as one of our Christmas episodes when we come out. But if you want to come and join in, the reason why we're telling you about it now is if you want to come and join in the chat room fun, it will be available from our usual link, which is youtube.com forward slash plain talking UK forward slash live. And we're going to be doing that. I think we're broadcasting from 8 p.m. Uh, we may be starting slightly earlier, so if you're about, but that will be Thursday, the 15th next of Thursday. December. So that's uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday. So that's Thursday, the 15th of December. We're going to do our usual show on the 16th. So we'll do a usual Plain Talking UK show on the, uh, on Friday. the Friday as yeah. per normal. But yeah, we're, we're recording. Uh, but we, we, we were, I'd, I'd sort of suggested about not sort of doing it live, but um, everybody else expressed <laughs> an interest. Mainly, it and I be, should stress, it wouldn't be a challenge reason, for you, man. Yeah, like I said, the only reason I wanted it is because if it all went horribly wrong, if we were just recording it, nobody else would ever know. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so we're, we're really excited about that. It's going to be, from my point of view, uh, good news for most people because you won't be hearing very much of me during that show because I, I will have my hands full trying to keep this well trying to keep everyone under control I think but um, yeah so if you can join us join us live in the chat room it's plain it's uh, as I say it's the plain talking UK um, plain safety podcast uh, <laughs> airline pilot Pip guy but it has to be live Matt. no it will be live it yeah. will be live pip it's just as i say it's as i say we but we're going to publish it as one of our christmas shows as uh, mm. i'm not quite sure what uh, other people are going to do with it i presume people do something similar as will ap ap new but we've got some great guests are we allowed to say who's coming on I don't no. know. Pip, are we allowed to sort of say who's coming? Are we allowed to say coming? who's coming on, Pip? We'll yeah. leave Pip to, to give us the answer. Yeah, though. okay. Because yeah. this, this is very much Pip's baby. We're, we're merely uh, facilitating the idea that, that Pip came up with. Um, mainly Mike, because I've got form for doing Mike it Mike has come up with a name for the show. It's, has it's it? going to be called the PTUK Plane Safety Airline Pilot Geeks Christmas Show Extravaganza. Three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. He said we can. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Um, uh, have you got the? Can you? How quickly can you get to your tweet? Uh, oh, my tweet. Yeah, we've well, got. Basically, um, we've, as I say, as far as I'm aware, we've, we've got, got Captain uh, Jeff, Captain Jeff, Doctor Steph, Doctor Steph. Yeah. Uh, we have um, Brian Coleman, Brian Coleman, and Micah, obviously and Micah. from the Airplane Geeks. Yeah. Um, we have. Um, we've got obviously got Pilot Pip, we've got Captain Al, uh, myself, and Carlos. Obviously, will be there as it would be a bit rude as we're hosting it. We're going to uh, try. No, 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 don't, don't, don't mention that one because we don't know. Uh, we, we've got, we're oh, trying right, okay. desperately <laughs> to get a very, very special guest to join us as well, which yeah. will make the whole thing extra special. But we're just waiting to hear um, uh, back from um, her. We'll leave it at that. Anyway, but that's where we've got. It should be fun, though. It, it should, should be, be good fun. So good please fun, do yeah. make sure if you. Oh, Marcus, of course, yes, Marcus from the Omega, Omega Tower, Tower. Uh, podcast, oh, which Tony is great because it'll be the one time that he's allowed to sit there and talk about nothing but aeroplanes without getting told off by his listeners. Uh, <laughs> Tony S, we uh, we have. I mean, I have. Uh, I did actually um, uh, did actually message. Um, yeah, he has Rick been this yeah. week, yeah. and uh, Rick is not quite one hundred percent sure where he's going to be in the world. As okay. you all know, Rick mm -hmm. is a hugely busy man, yeah. flying his uh, cargo yeah. seven four seven all around the world. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully, if we can, uh, if you if you're listening, uh, Rick, if you're listening to the show, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, we might try and get Rick on as well. Yeah, no, as, 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 as we've got sort of several slots uh, available on the, you know, we've got a mass multi. Thing. So I, I should be setting that up from Tuesday onwards, basically. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be looking for. I cannot wait. It's going to be really good fun. So last bit then before we finish the show. Yeah. Don't forget we are running our caption competition for Christmas this year. 
Um, for those of you guys on uh, Twitter and on Facebook, we put the photo on there. It's on Twitter. I did put it on Twitter um, this week, and it's also been on Facebook for a couple of weeks now. And it's the caption competition using the photo that uh, Dan Hannington took at Riyadh this year. Um, and we, we want you to send your funniest, most amusing caption in uh, to the show. Uh, it's on the screen now. For those of you in the chat room now, you'll be able to see the photo in question. On We've the had screen. some great ones. We in have already. had yeah, we have had some yeah. uh, quite interesting captions sent in so far. Mm. Um, but for those of you guys and girls in the chat room or, or who are listening to the show on the audio podcast uh, through iTunes or other great podcasting type. Uh, download places uh, don't forget take yourselves over either to our Twitter page or our Facebook page and f you'll find the photo for our Christmas caption competition the prizes are pretty awesome we've got uh, a couple of copies of uh, the book Sully to uh, to give away as prizes uh, paperback books um, which have just been released to coincide with the film and the uh, the top prize for the most funniest one we've got uh, a very special prize a limited edition um, card that uh, was with the 10th Airbridge uh, on the L1011 TriStar to the Falkland Islands signed by the, all the various commanders and uh, people involved in the uh, 10th anniversary Airbridge uh, to the Falkland Islands, so that's uh, it's a limited edition one, uh, one of only, um, it's one of 600 that were uh, taken on board the aircraft, and uh, like I said, it's been signed by all the various commanders on the flight and stuff, so um, it's a real collector's piece, it's a, it's, yeah, it's very much a collector's piece yeah. for you to put, uh, to put somewhere safe. Uh, so yeah, we want to hear uh, from uh, well from you all if mm. you haven't already. Going, sent going back to uh, our, our big our big thing on the, the uh, Thursday, actually, uh, listeners, please do send in uh, your Christmas messages to us um, for us to play out during that show. So audio feedback, please, of um, of uh, exactly that uh, Christmas messages for all of the shows because everybody will be able to hear it. We'll all be involved. So anything from. For, you know, so airline pilot guy, us, everything. Uh, if you can send it to either ourself, uh, can, can you remember Pip's email address off the top of your head? No. <laughs> okay, good. Well, our one is, uh, I don't know, because Pip will probably try and put it in the chat room and it doesn't work very well, it, unfortunately. But uh, please do send all audio feedback then, because I know ours works okay. Podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. And then we can make sure it's here ready to play out in the studio. Please, please, please record it and get it to us as soon as possible, because we are doing it next Thursday. Uh, video messages also would be great. Um, Gives Matt more of a challenge. It does. No, it doesn't. Get, it make, I, ironically, video <laughs> makes it a lot easier for me, so please, please do. Now, Barbara's just pointed out something very uh, yep. important as well earlier. Um, the results of the caption competition, yes. competition. Uh, we'll probably do those on, uh, what are you going to say, Matt, uh, on the last show before Christmas? We're yep. going to do that on... Yeah, so it won't uh, be next Friday, day? it'll be the Friday, Friday after. Friday after 23rd. So two weeks today, basically. Yeah, two weeks yeah, today, yeah. yeah, on the 23rd. Uh, and that'll be our last show. And then we'll, we're going to take two weeks break, but obviously we've got... We've got There will content. be content Yeah, there will be content. We still, haven't, we still haven't published our Farnborough yeah. footage, and that's yeah. going to go out uh, over the Christmas period. Yeah, so, so the results will be on the 23rd mm. of December. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that is where... Um, 
we're going to bring our episode 142 to a close. Thank you so much. He's been sitting there listening to us go on Bless and on him. and on. Bless him. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan, for being such a wonderful guest as always. It's nice to have somebody who knows their military, actually. Have someone who, you know... And I just love his tree behind The tree is amazing. That is lovely. an amazing tree. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm surprised you... By my own fair hands. Really? Is that, is, that a, is that a real tree, Jonathan, or is that... It's a, not, no, it's uh, a very uh, large fake tree. It's a very oh, large okay. fake tree, absolutely. I'm surprised, to be honest, you haven't had some kind of stroke with it, uh, the way it's blinking away there, really, but... Uh, it's yeah. a blinking nice tree. It is a blinking... Yeah. Oh, dear, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen... Thank you. It is time to end episode 142. The chat room has been absolutely buzzing today. Thank oh, you yeah. so very much so, for joining. So good. I, I, it's, it's so much fun when we've got such a busy chat room. So thanks, you lot guys. Are, you lot are absolutely amazing in there. Mm, you really are. Yeah. Thank you and, ever so much for everyone. And of course, thank you to our very, very loyal listeners who download the show via an audio podcast every yeah. single week. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't forget, if you do want to see what it all, all the madness looks like, you can take yourself <laughs> to YouTube where all of our shows are now published as a video as well. So uh, that is it. Uh, 142 is coming to a close. Uh, oh, have a good flight, Captain Bell. Indeed, absolutely. Yep, have and a good I, flight. And uh, I will... Uh, ooh, okay. Owen, I need to speak to you in a minute. Um, yeah, cool. I will... Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we will see you next Thursday for the what episode. I can one, well, no. we'll see you Thursday, sorry. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll <laughs> and see Friday. you on Thursday for, and Friday. It's, it's gonna double. Be, it's going to be a busy podcasty week. It is, absolutely, week, yeah. as I say. So Thursday, we are recording our Christmas show. If you can join us live on Thursday, the 15th of December, live from 8pm here in the UK. And I believe it's also 8pm Zulu now, isn't it? Yeah. Go on, I'll be, I'll be nagging yeah, Friday. That's the, well, that's what I, 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 I think I've got that right. Pip, please correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was 7 p.m. No, oh, it's not know. 7 p.m. Yeah, I think it's. Um, oh, oh Jonathan. Oh, where's dear. Jonathan gone? Jonathan's fallen off. Um, obviously, far too dull. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Warner's totally gone. Yes, absolutely. So, anyway, uh, uh, yes, Jonathan's had enough, and I think we probably should uh, pull the uh, plug too. So, I'm pretty sure I'm, I thought it was a, an 8, 8 p.m. start. Um, but we'll, we'll, put, wrong, we'll put the yep. details on our yeah. Facebook page anyway. So. Yeah, so from all of us here in the studio, it is, as I say, thanks for being fantastic as always. You guys are really great. From both of us here in the studio, it is time to say goodbye. Goodbye! Bye, everyone! Woohoo! It's time. <laughs>